I am Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Susie. And we're paranormal specialists who live in the most haunted city on earth, Savannah, Georgia. Every day is Halloween in our line of work, so join us as we spin true tales of haunts, murders, and disturbing Savannah history. I'm Madison. I'm Chris. And, and welcome, welcome to, to the most haunted city on earth. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the most haunted city on earth. My name is Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Susie, and I'm JT Timmons. And today we do have a ghost mail for y'all, but we are starting out on a little bit more of a somber note. Um, Unfortunately, we uh, just recently, a couple days ago, got the news that one of our para-junkies, Ryan Stotler, passed away at the very young age of 33. Uh, And Ryan has sent us in a ton of different uh, ghost stories and things. Uh, She had a very haunted life, if you will, a very uh, paranormally enthusiastic life. And... Uh, so her sister, uh, reached out to us and gave us the news and, uh, let us know how much she enjoyed the podcast and enjoyed sharing her stories, which was very touching, but it's very sad. Um, we decided though, it felt appropriate to, uh, dedicate today's ghost mail episode to her and her life. Um, we have a little memoriam slide that we'll put up on the screen, but we do want to start out the episode with 15 seconds of silence uh, in, in honor of Ryan and her life and uh, that was taken way too soon. So, uh, JT, if you want to uh, put the, the memoriam up and then give us a, give us a go. All right. Thank you guys for uh, taking that second with us. And uh, we definitely do want to say our condolences to Ryan's family and um, that we are sending our thoughts to you and uh, love in this time because losing a loved one, especially very early in life is challenging. And um, I could not imagine what you guys are going through. And thank you to Ryan's sister for letting us know and reaching out to us. We uh, again, send our condolences and uh, hope you are healing and uh, on a journey of healing at least. And uh, thank you for thinking of us at least. So uh, we appreciate your family, but Uh, We wanted to start out today's episode by reading uh, Ryan's first ghost mail that she sent in. Um, Some of you who have been listening for a while might recognize the story because it was definitely a wild one. Yes, it was. (laughs) So, um, which is very fun and uh, very exciting to re-dive into this. And um, hopefully if Ryan's sister is listening to this episode that she'll maybe give us some more insight if... uh, yeah, something. send in a ghost mail. Yeah, send in a ghost mail. But uh, so we'll start out with Ryan's uh, at the top of this. So um, Ryan started with, 
Hey, Madison, Chris, and JT. I love y'all's podcast so much, especially when Chris gets to talking about doppelgangers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a classic, a truly a classic topic. Um, my name is Ryan. Um, I'm a girl just for reference. Ah, ha, ha. Um, I'm 33 and have seen things since I was about five. That's uh, my earliest memory. And I won't share that story this time, but I will send another email and tell y'all about it. My story starts in November of 2011. My sister, her boyfriend, and I all watched The Haunting of Emily Rose, a horrifying movie. Uh, <laughs> a very good movie, but very scary. And after the movie, I decided it was time for bed. Scary movies are my favorite. So some backstory, I had a Diet Pepsi can sitting on my TV stand in my room for weeks, and I always slept with my ceiling fan on full blast, and no vent hit the TV stand when the air was on. So I go to my room and I lay down and I'm on my phone and uh, and I happen to look to my left from my TV stand is and notice the soda can rocking side to side. Again, I've seen things from a young age, but this was different. The feeling I got was off. So me being uh, me wanted proof of this and tried to take a video with my phone, but my phone wouldn't record. That's an off red flags and the feelings I got amplified. So I decided to pray, but I'm guessing my faith wasn't stronger than whatever this thing was. So I got up and slept in the living room. The next morning, things were fine, but this wasn't the end of the journey. I never saw in my house, but um, I always felt it. I continued praying and told it it wasn't allowed to be there in the name of Jesus Christ and that got it out of the house, but I didn't, but it didn't leave me alone completely. I could get it passing back and forth, or I could feel it passing back and forth outside my bedroom window. Well, at the time, I worked at a truck stop about 30 minutes outside of Bakersfield, California, and was working 4 p.m. to 12 a.m. My mom said uh, would take care, uh, take me to my supervisor's house, and my supervisor would bring me back into town to a Costco, and my mom would pick me up. I told my supervisor about what was going on and she was spiritual and helped me with my faith. One night we got into town and we parked in the Costco parking lot about a football field's length away from a dumpster and it was about 12.45 a.m. We sat and talked waiting on my mom to get there and I happened to look up at the dumpster and saw what looked like a decaying werewolf. I'm sure a lot of y'all who have been listening for a while, that ringed a, <laughs> ringed a, yes. a memory in. Um, that's the closest description to what I saw. The wall around the dumpster was only about four feet tall, and this thing was so tall, even crouched down, it was a foot taller than the wall. As I mentioned, my supervisor was spiritual, so I, I asked her if she could see it, and she could. When my mom got there, this thing watched me walk around the car and get into the passenger Ooh. seat. And just to make sure I wasn't going crazy, I asked my mom if she could see it. And of course, she couldn't. But she's not a very open-minded person. That was the one and only time I saw it. But the story continues. I saw it around January of 2012. And in May of 2012, I got really sick due to a heart condition called cardiomyopathy and was in congestive heart failure. Still am, but I'm a fighter. LOL. Um, and I have to be put on a ventilator for two days because there was so much fluid retention. I was drowning on dry land. They told my mom to call everyone close to me and have them come say goodbye because they didn't expect me to make it. Surprise, I made it. I spent a few days in ICU after being taken off the ventilator. 
Then I was put in a normal room and one day I was trying to sleep and I felt this heavy weight push down, push me down into the bed. And in my ear, I hear a deep man's voice say, he's coming for you. There was no man in the room, just my mom and I. What are y'all's thoughts on this? I have a ton more ghost stories if y'all want to hear them and I'd love to share them. Y'all are awesome. Ryan. Such a good ghost mail. It is. It's It was a fantastic ghost mail. And all of Ryan's stories that she sent in were always just like equally as fascinating um and still to this very second the decaying werewolf thing really just boggles my mind oh absolutely yes um because a part of me feels like these are all separate entities in different situations sure um just because you know decaying werewolf feels more cryptid like and less uh, what it what I guess entity demonic malevolent force. Yeah, it feels more cryptid, um, sure. like feral raccoon cryptid in the dumpster. <laughs> Although the fact that the mother couldn't see it is very weird. Brings about you know questions of what plane it was operating on, and you know what what purpose it serves. You know because if and this is true of like cryptids across the board is is it possible that they're not physical right. is it possible that they have a, a higher spiritual or extra dimensional aspect that keeps them from being perceived by uh, just anyone like only certain people can see them only certain times are they uh, you know uh, present right um and you know Given the region, given the ideas, there's a lot of indigenous, you know, beliefs that could uh, give way to this kind of creature. You know, it sounds like a scavenger. You know, the fact that it was in the dumpster, you know, in the dumpster, and 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 in the shadows, and um, and and didn't seem aggressive in in its uh, behavior as much as it was. Uh, disturbing and upsetting (laughs) disturbing and bizarre that it stayed long enough and you felt like it was it felt like it was watching her that's weird to be seen and to see you know the 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 double whammy is there are plenty of times when you can see something but it can't really perceive you so it's it's difficult when you're when you're walking that line when you're when you're that open you could conceivably stumble into a nest of things that otherwise wouldn't know that, you know, we were around, you know, are, exactly. are going about their business. Uh, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, there's something here. But the entity that was around in the house messing with the Pepsi can and uh, wandering the outside, that doesn't feel like decaying werewolf no. behavior, especially because no. it sounds like at least if uh, they were the same entity, it would have come out of the dumpster, but it felt more like yeah. happenstance. You would think. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think Brian was just one of those people that were the, the beacon of light in for the different uh, entities or apparitions right. or whatever have you. Um, yeah, no, it's like we've talked about that before where it's like some people have just this very bright energy to them where it's like you know they're very attractive to different entities and so it just seems like that at least um but also it seems like ryan had a lot of uh force 
to her, you know, considering the fact that she got the entity to leave the house. It, oh, yeah. it was it respected the boundary of being like, oh, OK, heard that. I'm going to just uh, <laughs> stay outside your window. Um, <laughs> it's uh, because not all entities respect boundaries. No, no um, they don't rec- recognize authority, as it were. But, so. you know, it's one of those things, too, though. It's like if you have enough faith in whatever it is that you believe in, you know, if you come out, like we've talked about that, too, where it's like if you come out an entity and you're like, get out or I'm going to stab you with this sword. It's like it's probably going to be like, oh, God, OK. Yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah. All right. I don't, I don't want to be stabbed with the sword. <laughs> don't like, want to test the theory. It's like, you can't hurt me or can you? Can you? Mm, he seems pretty confident. <laughs> And so, uh, yeah, it's just like, but it still seemed like it was intrigued by her. And that's why I continue to stay outside of the window because malevolent type entities, I mean, they're going to do other things if it was malevolent. Absolutely. They're going to do other things than play around with the Pepsi can. So it sounded like (laughs) trying to get your attention. Right. It sounded like Ryan was like, get out. And it's like, okay, okay, I'm gone. I'm gone. (laughs) So, uh, but it's still a fascinating sort of situation. And, um, you know, I, I would love to hear, <laughs> considering that Ryan's sister was there on the night of the uh, Pepsi can incident, I want to know if Ryan's sister had any experiences in that house or the uh, boyfriend at that point, uh, if they, mm-hmm. if he also had situations, because that could be very interesting to hear yeah. a different perspective of it. But. Her, um, her sister uh, became a pair junkie, uh, yep. Shauna. So yes, yeah, Shauna, send in some, um, send in some ghost mail. We want to hear more about y'all stories. Yeah, Shauna mentioned in the message uh, when she reached out, saying that they both had like very deep paranormal experiences mm-hmm. their entire lives, and I'm like. Very compelling. Very interesting. Maybe it runs in the family. It could be in the blood. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but yes, uh, hopefully y'all enjoyed Ryan's story. I know we did. And it was interesting to revisit it. Yeah. So Um, many stories have come across our plate. Uh, and 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 we've had to exercise our thoughts on on lots of different things because you come in knowing just what you know, just what you've heard, and then other people are giving. Uh, testimony to events that happened to them, and you're like, oh, you know what? That kind of expands what we know right. about this entity or this thing. You know, um, uh, I, I'm immediately taken to Hatman, who was a, a very uh, singular entity in 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 my mind, just based on what I knew. But but since we've started this podcast, we've gotten so many instances, so many stories of people who've encountered us, you know, a shadowy spirit with a big hat. So then I'm just trying to figure out what it was that you know made the um, the uh, difference in each encounter. It's like is it is it all the same entity or is there something about you know being a shadowy figure with a hat that is you know really appealing to spirits? Does it does it add something to it? You know because uh, for the better part of of human history, headgear was very important. People wore hats. <laughs> Always and all the time until, you know, the middle of the 20th century when it fell out of vogue to always have a hat. Yeah. Uh, which is weird. You know, also when you think, oh, you know, uh, it was only, you know, 60 years ago where a man wouldn't leave the house without his hat. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I have a hat rack in my house and it's like, do I need this hat rack? And it's, you know, covered yes. in like costume hats, like, you know, pirate hats and things like that. And it's like, uh, okay, I guess it's okay to have a hat rack, but 
at one time it was essential. You know, you you kept your hat rack right by the hat, uh, by, right by the door, so you could leave. So maybe these spirits are just you know haven't caught up with the you don't need a hat. Yeah. <laughs> you know? When you said um, there was a time where you couldn't leave without your headgear, I just pictured like the '80s ghosts with their massive headgear, like braces. Oh, the braces. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if that came into your room at like 3 a.m. and it's like glint of the headgear, it's like choking on its spit. It's like. <laughs> I, I like, need my retainer. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I pictured, at least. <laughs> you said that, um, which would be funny if you've had a uh, '80s headgear ghost come visit you. Let us know. Um, <laughs> but uh, pr- uh, prior to uh, Invisalign ghosts, um, right. <laughs> <but> <laughs> clack. Yeah. But anyways, um, so moving on to our next ghost mail. This one uh, comes from, I don't know if they want me to say their name. So another listener. Um, (laughs) Just do initials. uh, LC, or not C, excuse me, LS. Okay, LS. LS. Ellis, got it. Yes, not the same. We have Ellis's. Listen, not an Ellis, but... uh, Anyway, so, um, hello, I recently discovered your podcast and I love it. Um, although I don't like being scared myself, I'm a big fan of spooky stuff and stories like the ones you tell. I think it is cool. I have my own experience like this story, but it really scared me when it happens. Very fair, but for some background information, this was my first year in high school and I was in the drama club. A few of the older kids had warned me about this ghost and told me that it would say your name and randomly trip you. It's not very nice. Mm. The Hague? It's a bully ghost. It's like, again, an 80s ghost. The 80s bully is like, ha ha, stick the leg out and trip you in the theater. Loser. Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I'm in a mood today. You are in a mood. Anyways. Um, I didn't really believe it at the time because I knew the kids liked to joke around. Uh, I think it was also me telling myself that I was that's um, tell me telling myself that so I wouldn't get scared. So when we started rehearsing our play, uh, we would have set building days. These days would also end with a game of hide and go seek. Of course, I mean. What drama department were you in? Because on set building yeah. days when I was in theater in high I'm school, saying. they're like, they're like, get away from it. There's nails everywhere. You will die. <laughs> and so um, maybe that was also just me because they didn't trust me with uh, <laughs> uh, power tools. <laughs> so, But um, one day after the game was over, I was talking to some of the kids and they said they saw clothes moving in the costume room which was on stage left up some stairs that led to the spotlight, then another room that connected to the booth. That was uh, that will be important later. After hearing okay. that, I told myself um, that I would not hide in the costume room again or go past it unless I was with someone. Fast forward to the spring musical. During this show, I was working backstage, and I think during one of the shows, could have been Tech Week, one of the characters' microphones battery dies. The stage manager at the time was doing flies, and she told me to go get a battery from the booth. We, uh, Me knowing uh, what had happened in the past, I took another girl backstage and had her come with me. Also because she had a flashlight. So we go and come back with the battery safely. It wasn't until I was told to take the battery back to the booth, something happened. 
I didn't want to bother the girl again, so I went alone without the flashlight, which was a mistake. Oh, boy. I get up there, and it wasn't until I was coming back through the room connected to the booth that something happened. I was nearly to the door when I heard something or someone say, run, in a raspy whisper, or run. Run. Yeah, there you go. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Keep it, uh, uh, keep it was pitch black in the room and I did not have a flashlight. So I did as I reached for the door handle, <laughs> a fence like thing that She's like heard that. Right. <laughs> Done. Done. So I did. And as I reached for the door handle, a fence-like thing that would hold the spot up almost fell on me. I had opened the door just in time and blocked the fence from falling on me. I slammed the door and then darted down the stairs past the costume room, almost tripping. Once I got backstage, I told the stage manager what happened, and she shrugged her shoulders like that stuff happens a lot. (laughs) She's like, it's tech week. Leave it alone. (laughs) So... It was probably a very stressful. Chris say something about all theaters being haunted. All theaters are haunted. <laughs> right. It's a fact. That's true. After this uh, was over, I learned that a teacher's funeral was held there, and the teacher had also died while teaching his class. Thank mm. you for reading. There you go. I also have many other stories from others that happened after this experience, such as things moving on their own, slamming of doors, and hearing voices. I would love to tell you them if you are interested. Always. Always Always interested. interested. Always. Bring it. Send it. And theater ghosts are notoriously handsy. They they <laughs> like to move things. You know them handsy theater yeah, ghosts. Handsy they, theater ghosts. They tug on you. <laughs> they'll pull your hair. They'll do things. One of the scariest experiences I had in a theater was at Jenkins Hall at Armstrong, which is now George Southern. Um, and we were in the makeup room in Jenkins Hall. It was like totally bizarre setup in this theater. And we're up in the uh, dress, uh, dressing room putting makeup on. And I was alone in the makeup room. And, you know, there's a big mirror. And then there's costumes hanging behind me. And then above the costumes were wig heads that were wearing like hats and wigs and things like that. And I'm putting on makeup and I look and I see such a realistic head up on the wig, you know, thing where all the, there's a row of those styrofoam heads, but one of them is like a mannequin head. So I'm looking at him like, that's really weird how lifelike it's looking. So I spent a long time looking at it and then it blinked. And the, the, panic inside of me i just jumped up i spun around and all the heads were styrofoam there was no real head and i like in my head i'm just like losing it and so i go down i'm telling people you know Mm -hmm. there's this thing and they're like yeah yeah it was the same thing it was like yeah you know uh, that that dressing room used to be the women's dressing room but uh the women got the women decided they were no longer going to go in that so they switched uh, dressing rooms so that it became the men's dressing room uh, and it was like yeah and, and people get you know uh, pinched and see things and all this stuff and on that same show 
uh, we were playing pranks on each other by hiding a, a rubber chicken on set. And so we'd hide this rubber chicken all over to, to, to mess people up. Like, you know, open the refrigerator and there's a rubber chicken there. Or they, you know, have to get something out of a box and there's a rubber chicken there. Well, one day we came back and we were looking for the rubber chicken. Uh, it was in that dressing room. And nobody was like, we don't know. But the rubber chicken had melted. Whoa. And when we grabbed it, it like crumbled. And it was like so weird because it, it, it didn't – it wasn't stuck to anything. So it, even though it had melted and def- – it, it was like – totally deflated and then it was like like had been there for years like we picked it up and it just like crumbled into like flakes and it was like maybe maybe the ghost doesn't like us playing pranks <laughs> like take serious theater uh, take theater seriously theater ghosts are very serious <laughs> well it's interesting because it's like i've also had experiences in theaters many many times i mean being a theater person it's it's yeah, bound it's to happen. happen um the weirdest one though is um I was doing a production of, I don't even remember, uh, The Boyfriend, that's what it was. Really garbage musical, but uh, it was a thing. Um, And um, so I was in the Tarpon Springs Performing Arts Center. Uh, If you live in Tarpon Springs, then you should definitely go see the productions. They're always really wonderful. But um, basically, though, uh, the way The Boyfriend is is that you have like five female leads um and they're all very crucial to the storyline so if you don't have one of them it's very not possible to continue on with the show so i'm sure many of you are familiar if you are in the theater community which i know a lot of you are um with the legend that you don't say a certain scottish play's name in a theater (laughs) It's great. Don't say it now because we're in a theater. I know. Well, I don't say it. Trust me. Well, after you hear this story, you will understand. I, I don't say it. I take it very seriously. And so um, during that production, there was a cast member. It was like his first musical ever. Absolute moron of a human being. Um, and... Uh, basically he says it because we were, he, he was like, I heard this legend that, you know, like you don't say this name in a theater and we're like, don't, don't say it. And he's like, well, what's the bad, what's the worst that could happen? And he uh, says it. He, he uh, added to it because <laughs> mm-hmm. you never say what's the worst could, that could happen. That's, that's, so, that's a rule. <laughs> so here's the thing though. He says it and mind you, we're all, it was during tech week and we were all, you know, in the like backstage area, just, you know, like waiting for them to tell us to go stand in our places and stuff. So everybody was there for this. And he says it and we're like, you absolute doofus go outside. And so the way you're supposed to reverse it, it, yeah, dispel it. If you will, you go outside, they have to turn around three times, curse, spit, and then knock and ask to be let back in. So we do the whole ritual. Here's the thing. Opening night, all five of us leads, I was one of them, um, we all got the flu and were violently ill the entire opening weekend to the point where uh, we all still performed. It was horrible, (laughs) but we were all like taking turns, running off stage, just vomiting and then coming back on stage. And it was just like, and I truly believe it's because (laughs) he's because how weird like that. We would all just break out with like this bubonic plague, practically (laughs) opening night of the show. Um, And I do think that, uh, you know, that uh, 
it either was, you know, the curse of the Scottish play or it was one of the spirits doing the same thing where it's like, oh, you don't take it seriously, you say? Plague upon the leads. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Although show crud is a real thing. Oh, yeah, uh, sure. Uh, you know, uh, it it's is... It's hell week. You it, just it, get yeah, run down. You run down, you're, you're, you're in close proximity. It only oh. takes one person to get sick to get it's everyone true. sick, um, especially if you're in like children's theater because mm. then it's just like a wave of sickness that just passes through the cast. Right. Um, but no, uh, theater ghosts, uh, good Lord, we could write an entire book on, on theater ghosts. I have so many experiences in theaters and, and a lot of them, uh, are easily traceable. You, you oftentimes know Mm -hmm. who it is because it's, it's a very pointed thing, but all, as with all ghost stories, some of them leave you hanging. You just don't know who right. it is. You'll never find out. There's no, you know, um, you always see people on like ghost hunting shows and they're like at the microfiche and they find the article. That doesn't happen all that often. Yeah. You know, that's it's a really hard get to to find the article or the or or the story that really supports what's happening. Yeah. Because even the ghosts may forget who they are. You know, even the ghosts over time are like, well, this is just what I do. Right? So I'm going to poke you. <laughs> this, poke. this is what I do. I poke people. And don't we? Don't, oh, sorry. No, mm-hmm. no, go ahead. No, no. Um, uh, don't we have a another theater ghost ghost mail that came in from Ann Ellis? I th- um, think I think it was do. photos in a theater. Hold on. Yeah, but uh, she wrote a she wrote a message along with it. I know, but I think it's about the photos. Yeah. Hold on, let me pull it up. I think we do in today's Let's- episode. Uh, I, it, it was, um, you know, we do it all in order, yeah. so it wouldn't be in order, but we get just for, just for the fact that we're talking about theater ghosts, let's just move it forward yeah. into this episode. Well, we talk about that a lot, how, uh, yeah. the ghost mails tend to sync up they and, do. and, and, mm-hmm. and you'll get multiple stories sent in around the same time it's, from completely un, uh, separate people yeah. are all of a sudden like, well, I think it's time to tell this story. And they send it in. It's like, oh, look, we have this whole line of baby ghosts and right. we have this whole yeah, line yeah, of yeah. shadow ghosts and it's, we have this whole line of yeah it's very interesting it is very interesting it's um yeah so <laughs> this is actually taken in the savannah theater ah, boom, um, boom, boom. so there you go <laughs> um so ann ellis said um hey y'all uh love you guys hope you to see you week of halloween as i will be staying in 204 of 1790 oh crap it's after Halloween. We so, we missed yeah. it entirely. Yes, ghost mail. We don't we don't read the ghost mails immediately. I'm no. sorry. It, they they stack up. Sorry. Anyways, <laughs> next time you're in uh, in town, Anne, we I would absolutely love to see you. Yes, hundred um, percent. I am sending this picture I took from the Savannah Theater. My husband and I wanted to check it out, so we snuck into the balcony. <laughs> As one does. That I sounds, mean, that sounds yep. like her. Yes. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, there was some singing and dancing on stage that was almost over. I took a bunch of pictures um, and saw someone sitting there watching the show that was not visible to our eyes. I got three pictures and was wondering if any of you have any have seen this uh, there before. Thanks for your input. So Anne sent in a progressively zooming in photo. Of the, <laughs> hold on. Let me save the photos real quick so I can cool. pull like, them y'all up. Can, y'all can take a look into break and insert them. Yeah. Um, well, I, I don't even need to like zoom quite. I, I know immediately what she's talking about, and I have an idea of who it could be. Um, so go ahead and describe it for the hold on people listening. as we progressively get closer and closer. Oh yeah, Ooh. definitely. <laughs> so 
Basically, uh, Anne took a photo of like the stage with the spotlight going down onto the stage. Mm-hmm. Um, and what looks like a person sitting underneath the beam from the, uh, the tech booth with a little bit of a hat to it. It does look like there's a hat, which is interesting. Um, so my thoughts are, since it's a Savannah theater, this is either the director or... Doesn't he sit up there and watch? He, he, he's, he's noted to be seen sitting, especially yeah. in the balcony. Um, and he oftentimes you could hear his voice coming out of the balcony. Right. Uh, yeah. And that is most typically what you see you know, in the balcony. Uh, countless stories. Oh, my God. Dozens upon dozens and dozens of stories of people running into uh, a man. Sometimes he'll be on the second tier of the, of the balcony. Sometimes he'll be standing there. Um, sometimes he's, he's easily seen because he has like uh, gold buttons and a red coat. You know, there's so many people have seen this older gentleman uh, up in the balcony. I want to direct something in the Savannah Theater so I can get his input on things and be directed by both of us. So <laughs> I'm kind of dope. I've directed, many, I've directed many shows in the Savannah Theater, and uh-huh. uh, the instances that I've had, uh, I've heard him say, what are you doing? Ooh. I've heard him say, bravo. Okay. I've heard singular clapping. Brother. And we will oh. run. We used to run up into the balcony because there's a there's a side door that goes up, and we would think that it was like maybe a homeless person had gotten in, um, and it was not abnormal for uh, like while we're rehearsing someone to come in through the front door, and uh, we would be absolutely clueless that they were in the building, and they would go up, you know, into the uh, into the balcony, and that would be a perfect place to hide. Sure. But uh, yeah, I've had many experiences with the director. Uh, over the years, I worked for that company for like twenty years, so wow. we 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 got many things, and and there's a whole arcing story that came to light about the Savannah Theater that uh, we might be able to cover at a different time. I think I might have touched upon it here before, mm-hmm. but uh, we learned the the spirits, the separate spirits. There yeah. are three that that are noteworthy, but there are countless spirits in that that theater that are not necessarily the theater-centric ghosts. But at my first guess, it would probably be the director just because of the fact that he looks like he's seated in a seat. Mm -hmm. Or it could be Ben. Uh, The boy. The boy. The the child is also seen in the balcony. Yeah, he is often seen in the balcony or the tech booth. Um, And so it's possible it could also be him uh, because it's small enough where it doesn't look discernible as like uh, an adult or a yeah, child. Yeah, it's very difficult to, to make out really. Um, although Benjamin oftentimes hides. Yeah, like he, he He's not nearly as visible and he, he crawls, which is very Ew. Uh, disturbing. But I think he's playing hide and seek because when most people, when they, if they, if they see him at all, they see him because um, there's like a gap in the balcony where you you go down to get into your seats. He and so there's a wall, and it looks like he just like darts on his hands and feet. Um, and I think he's just trying to avoid detection. He's trying to avoid people seeing him. But like, most people feel him. He he's yeah. he's the hair puller. He likes to hair pull. He likes to tug on things. 
Y'all know how I feel about hide and seek ghosts. I don't like that. <laughs> so, and it raises a question because that's an interesting thing because there's a mm-hmm. lot of stories about the hide and seek ghosts. And oftentimes it's children. And the question is, are they playing or are they legitimately trying to, to keep from being seen by something? Are they hiding right. from something? Because that was the big story at Savannah at Theater was the sense that there might be something dark and sinister hunting in the theater looking for children and it's like oh okay maybe maybe ben is is smart to 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 keep out of sight yeah nonetheless though very cool photo very cool photo um and we'll keep your secrets safe on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Besides <laughs> broadcasting it. Uh. Oh, you're snuck <laughs> into it. No, it's okay. People sneak in there all the time and take photos. They're they're usually pretty nice about letting people go up into the theater and take right, photos. Right, and see so. the theater. Because the theater is 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 really impressive, yeah. you know, given its, uh, its it's age. Beautiful. It is. You know. It's a gorgeous theater. It is it's very so cool. Yeah. Um, so the next one is going to come for, is also a photo. Y'all came in with the photos this time. This one's, oh, nice. uh, this one's kind of crazy looking when you see this photo. Um, okay. so <laughs> it's just titled two ghosts, two ghosts, <laughs> two ghosts. Um, so this one says, dear haunted city podcast. I had recently come across a photo that my uncle had taken in the early nineties. And in the photo, you can see two apparitions, him and his wife lived in the neighbor uh, neighborhood in Lawrenceville, which is in a area in the city of Pittsburgh. The house in the area are, uh, the houses in the area are very old row houses He always thought that his house was haunted. He would often see things out of the corner of his eye and hear noises. Him and his wife decided to set up a camera on the mantle above the fireplace. Uh, They started taking pictures, hoping they would get some evidence. And what they captured is truly unbelievable. And I think it's some of the best evidence of the paranormal I've ever seen. Wow. Nice. In the photo. It's a very good photo. Um, In the photo, you can see my uncle and his wife sitting on the couch. And they are the only two living beings in the photo. Sitting uh, next to them appears to be a man with a hat on. Mm. Since we've already brought up the hat man. Um, Opening the hat door. Uh, standing in the doorway is another man that looks very large. Let me know what you guys think of the photo. Dang. So here that is. Oh, wow. And which, uh, who sent it again? Uh, I, they, I don't know if they want me to say their name, but you'll see two ghosts. As, uh... Okay. What y'all think? It's very compelling. Um, basically, if you look at the photo... Um, it, they're just perfect outlines of humans. And like, you can see some of the features, like it looks like he's definitely wearing a a baseball cap. Right. I said John Deere probably. Do you see it, Jay? Oh yeah. Oh, I do see it. And then the shadow figure standing in the doorway. Oh boy. I'd almost say he's wearing overalls. Right. It's very um, fascinating, like fascinating, and and uh, again, whenever you see these pictures, a lot of times in your head, you 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 jump to, well, that's obviously not real, <laughs> yeah. right? You know, yeah. you 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 your natural propensity is to figure out, well, how would you do that, and how is it done? Um, but you know, if if it's just coming across as because you can even argue that it might be some kind of weird double negative, uh, especially given that it was like a 1993 picture. Is that right? Is that yeah. 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 In the 90s. Um, you know, um, 
the the type of Photoshop that that would be required was not really around. You would you would double negative it, you know, definitely. Yeah. Which um, still is a lot of work those for are, those are like full body, that's right? Full body, they're full bodied apparitions, and very interesting um, because it's like even though they are transparent for mm-hmm. sure, mm-hmm. they're very distinguished. They're distinguished. You can almost make out the face of this person in the hat. I mean, you could almost yeah. like. And homie in the corner is tall. Right. And homie in the corner is tall. So do you, th- it, is this taken on film? Do you think Jay? Yeah. 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 yeah it is. This... It's taken on film and um, it definitely is, you know, like if you look at that shoe, the tall guy in the corner, if you look at that shoe, that shoe looks solid. It does, right? Absolutely. That looks super it's it's solid. it's got a reflection of the light, the, yeah. You know that specific light, you which just, with photos, you know, you kind of got to just take them. You, you know, you got to first off have fun with it, like yeah. you know, like expand your imagination. I swear, no one on TikTok, like we just had a TikTok go viral about the girl in the um, right the and boxing I ring. Actually, have a follow up that I'll probably read on this episode too. So stay tuned for that, y'all, um, on the uh, the girl in the boxing ring photo. But, like, I mean, like, 50% of those comments, it's fake, it's photoshopped. And I'm like, no, it isn't. It is not photoshopped. Like, right. I can tell you If right it's now, anything, it's somebody in the ring. Yeah, you know, if, if, right. if anybody, it's, it's somebody it's like, there. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I don't know. It's just like, you know, just have fun with it. And, and it, it maybe believe a little bit and have some fun with your life. Well, I, I think that's... going on TikTok and, you know... That's the, the, the one thing about what we're doing is yeah. we're, we're making examinations of things that are unexplainable uh oftentimes people spend spend entirely too much energy on trying to explain it rather than following the cue of we are interested in something beyond what we can categorize yeah and we spend a lot of time and it sounds like we're categorizing it sounds like we're putting them in uh we're defining them we're not defining them we're expanding our thoughts about them and they grow mm-hmm. and it has grown since we started this podcast. Oh yeah. What we've thought of different entities and different spirits and different things, it grows because we are talking about it because we're open about it. If we shut it down and sit in a world where it doesn't exist at all, or we spend time looking at pictures and picking them apart for whatever we think one way or the other, whether we, you know, go all in on, well, this is obviously real or all in and well, this is obviously fake. Yeah. The problem is we're not honoring the idea that came across when we started this podcast, which is create a safe space to discuss things that 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 oftentimes people are ridiculed for. You know, too many people spend their lives not telling stories about what happened to them because they've been met with such resistance because Mm -hmm, they're afraid of being called crazy. They're afraid of being, you know, uh, singled out. For their experience, and it's like, no, we we want to create a space where we're not we're not in the judgment business, right? We we don't want to sit there and say, you know, well, this is obviously a fake, or that story is not true, or anything of that nature, because we know what it's like. Yeah, <laughs> we very have been much so. The people who don't tell that story, who 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 have, who have you know, because anybody who has a lot of of uh, supernatural or paranormal occurrences have the group of friends that they'll never tell 
the group of friends that they'll mm-hmm. tell some and the group of friends that they'll tell everything. Yes. You have to you have to segregate your friends because like these people will never accept it. Yep. And it will alter how they behave around me. Yep. And so when you when you think that that's how you live your life by segregating the people you know into two categories, people who will treat you poorly for your beliefs and people who will accept you for what you believe, then you know that's kind of what's happening in this yeah. realm in the in the realm of paranormal experiences that's it. yeah and if you're listening to this podcast i know it's not you guys that are being absolute right <laughs> bullies on tiktok but be kind to one another when people have um when people share their experiences and things like that and we fully recognize that you know um when we talk about things like that and we put it on tiktok or what have you um we're challenging people's mm-hmm. beliefs and sometimes people have very adverse reactions oh, to absolutely. when that happens. Yes. So, yeah. but you know, if somebody tells you a story that, you know, or shows you a photo and you're not uh, necessarily hundred percent on the train that uh, it's true or believable, be nice. Just be nice. Yeah. And, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with not believing. Absolutely nothing wrong with, determining for yourself or or being that it's it's when it's cruel it's when it's when it's it's mean-spirited you know Mm -hmm. because people oftentimes mistake knowledge for a weapon and they decide that it's a cudgel Mm -hmm. and they need to beat people down with it the problem with knowledge is it, it can be very subjective what you know may not apply to all situations so when you're out there swinging your knowledge cudgel beating people down sometimes you are hitting people who actually know more than you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, going back to that photo though, that photo is uh, I, I love it. I think it's, I think I it's think a great it's photo. Creepy it's and, intense, um, and yeah, and, and if I came intense. across it, it, I would lose my mind. I mean, yeah. yeah. You know, if this was like in in my my family photo yeah. album, I'd be like, what is that? Yes. Um, you know, because it is the kind of thing that you, yeah. that spurs the conversation. Sure what is it? Up. Do you believe it? What's happening? Yeah. Yeah, I believe it, and I believe it. and I love your uncle and aunt uh, for setting up a camera and being like, "I've seen some spirits in here." Yeah. They're from Pittsburgh; They're, they don't have yeah, that I, accent. I you, but it's like, what part of Pittsburgh are you? Yeah, I don't know where that. I, I always go to the country accent when I think of older people. I don't know why. Um, but as you age, you become more country. Yes. That's just a, that's just a um, fact. But yeah, they're like, "I've seen some shadow spirits in this house. Let's have fun," and yeah. that's Click. my type of people i Amen. like it so, <laughs> so uh we do have a we do have a follow-up on uh ben's story he sent me just uh, some more information i'm actually gonna include that in the next episode okay we are running out of time all right um so yeah all right ben well thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode i hope you enjoyed it and uh yes like we said remember be kind to each other share your stories send in your ghost mail we love reading it but uh with that my name is madison timmons i'm chris susie and stay spooky y'all